Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at some interesting research into cryptocurrencies, then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market and where it's heading along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. As you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, last week I was reading a newsletter produced by a business in the financial services industry. And I was shocked to see the results of a survey completed by financial advisors in the USA in regard to their advice into cryptocurrency. The results from the survey indicated that 6% of advisors had an allocation of crypto assets in their client's portfolio. What was even more staggering is that 45% of the advisors were open to the idea of placing cryptocurrencies in their clients' portfolios in the new year. Whilst these statistics are from the USA, it's very common for Australia to follow the trends that are unfolding in the USA. Now call me old-fashioned, but these figures really concern me because cryptocurrencies are largely unregulated and they are certainly not an investment-grade asset. Just because individuals are drawn to high returns in the hope of getting rich quick does not mean the product is a good investment or even valid. Over just the last two decades, we've seen many investment vehicles promoted as high return that investors have flocked to. However, these investments were either very dubious or exceptionally high risk. Yes, sometimes these products are recommended by financial advisors. Yet after the fallout from the GFC, it really surprises me to hear that financial advisors are recommending cryptocurrencies to their clients when they're supposed to be the voice of reason by ensuring clients invest wisely and safely for the long term. In my experience, those who invest in cryptocurrencies are chasing the potential high returns that may eventuate with this type of product. But as we all know, with high returns, also comes high risk. And the majority do not do well managing this risk. 
That's because those who do invest are largely uneducated and unaware of the risk that they are taking. Therefore, they tend to make emotional decisions which result in poor outcomes. If you decide you want to delve into the world of cryptocurrencies, then it's your decision and one an advisor should caution you on, not encourage you on. If then you decide to invest, then I suggest it pays to be well-researched and well-educated. While some of you will disagree with me about investing in cryptocurrencies, right now there is not enough safeguards to protect consumers if they do invest, which is why advisors should be steering clients into safe, traditional assets rather than bowing down to client demands. Let's now get into what the best and the worst performing sectors were last week. Now, it was a week of indecision in the market. However, Consumer Staples has been the standout performer as it was up over 3%, with healthcare not too far behind, given that several stocks in this sector have been doing well lately. Information technology was also up around 1%. As for the worst performers, industrials, it was down over 2%, whilst energy and utilities were both down over 1%. Looking at the top 100 stocks, the best performing include Fortescue, which was up over 9%, Adelaide Brighton, that was up over 7.5%, and Mervac was up nearly 6%. The worst performers last week so far included Simic, which was down 18% on news of a $1.8 billion write-off. However, forecasts are in line with their expectations, and so I'm a little perplexed as to why it fell so heavily. Downer EDI was also hit heavily, and that was down over 13%, with IAG and Whitehaven Coal down over 7%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Okay, last week on the Australian stock market, it was a little bit of one of indecision, and it's not uncommon to see after market's been quite bullish for a while that uh, we do go into periods of indecision. After all, the market does break out from what they call equilibrium, where everybody or buyers and sellers tend to agree on price. And then it breaks out of that when you get disequilibrium, where the market moves stronger in a direction, whether up or down, depending on whether there's more buyers and sellers. So you do get to expect that there will be periods of indecision and as the market can take breathers. And these areas tend to confuse investors quite regularly because they think, hey, the market's looking good, but hey, now it's not looking good. And they tend to look too uh, microscopic at the market. And this is why we constantly tell everybody, look at weekly and monthly charts, specifically monthly charts. They're my favorite charts as a trader. And I know that probably sounds a little bit strange to a lot of you traders that are watching is that hey how is why is Dale you know that excited about monthly charts and it simply is it filters out so much noise and I find too many traders make too many decisions based on the noise of the market rather than reality of the market but let's go and have a look at the chart of the All Ordinaries Index right now so on the screen I've actually got a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index and you can see the last couple of weeks or you know we're talking about here's January so here's the weekend in the 10th of January uh, then the next week we're talking about the week ending the 17th of January and then last week is that last bar on the screen you can see it here but if I blow that up a little bit so you can really see it 
Now looking at this, the market has moved very, very quickly from this low here right through to that. So there's 6.09%, but at one stage last week, it was up nearly 7% since this week, which is, if my pointer works, is, is the week ending the 3rd of January. So we're talking about the first few days in January. It took off like a rocket. Now last week, the market moved quite well. And from the opening to the close, it was only up 0.3. At one stage, it was up 1%, but it's over about 1.5% for the whole week. Now you're seeing this open here and it pushed right up. It couldn't make it. It came back down to close. And where this close is on the bar tells me there's indecision here on the marketplace. Um, and you get indecisions. There was another one there uh, back in the last week of December. I think that was in the last week of December. The market fell away a little bit the next week. But I'm expecting, as I said, our market to have a low in the next month. Now we're now on uh, starting the week, it's now the 27th of January. This is the last week in January. I was expecting our market to move down into a low sometime by mid-February, maybe one, two weeks. Uh, it could even be longer. And this move down will tell me whether this current bar here is the high for this year. Uh, or that the, the yearly high. And I'm not saying the high for the calendar year. I'm talking about the last 12 months. It could be like the high because uh, we did have a low in August. We could move up. This could be the high and then we could have the next low in August. So there's different ways we can look at this. But right now, the market is bullish. So I need to assume it will continue to be bullish until it confirms to me that it's not. I'd rather wait because while you're in the market and it's bullish, you're making more money and all you need to do is protect your downside risk. And, they, and people have read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, know how to protect their risk for any downside here. But right now it is, uh, will depend on what happens this week. If our market does move up a little bit and we get some sort of bar and it breaks through here, I'd say we might have another one more week up before we get a short term down move. I was expecting about four weeks up through here. We've had one, two, three. Um, I was expecting four, as I said, so maybe fourth. Could be a fifth, but more likely four. Um, but if we do get a fifth, then we'll probably come down into mid to later February. Now, the depth of that move will tell me where the market is going. So if I look at my tools and uh, whack on my um, trend arrow, like I've had one before. So what I'm thinking is we could do this, down into somewhere around about mid-February, and then we could take off like that. So that's one scenario that could be happening. We could also see this happening where this part here, or well, that's the current height, we move down into somewhere into sort of mid to early, mid to February, and then take off. Um, if this is, if this market's gonna be more bearish, then this won't happen. It'll come down to here. We might go up a little bit, and then start to turn and come down again. So this next move down will tell me a hell of a lot about what we're gonna see for the whole market for the, the 2020, for the whole calendar year. I still do think our market will be a little bit more bearish, regardless of where this top is, whether it's here or whether it's another week or two out, is irrelevant to me. It's more the down move that I'm worried about and understanding where the sellers are on the market and, and where it's gonna drive the market moving forward. But right now, I still think we've moved, hit my lower end of my target of 7,200 points because you can see uh, this week actually hit it. Uh, my 7,200 points, so 7,260. My next target or my other target was 7,600 points. So that's where I think the high will happen, somewhere over the next couple of weeks. So it just depends on where it's gonna go. But right now, all looking good, not a panic. Do not panic, uh, there's some great stocks at the moment. All I'm suggesting with investors is to really just pull back a little bit from buying because you don't wanna be buying right at the peak before it starts to dip away a little bit. Uh, you might be able to pick up some great stocks in a, in a month's 
time, a little bit cheaper than what you can get it now. But again, you need to understand a little bit about what you're doing. If you're buying for more the medium to longer term, especially the longer term, then buying now is not um, out of the question. It should be fine to, to do that because, but just expect some dips along the way, which is normal with long-term investing. So let's get into the questions that we have from you. Okay, the first question I have is from Darun, uh, who says, hi Dale, just curious as to what your thoughts are on the buy now, pay later services. Um, I think I, I did a video late last year, or a report last year on the buy now, pay later services. I think it's one of those areas where people just get excited about like, you know, a year or two ago was the, uh, in the last couple of years has been more the milk, you know, from A2 milk, Bellamy's, those sorts of things. And then people get on little bandwagons because they're seeing it uh, on chat forums, people going, you know, get into A2, get into Bellamy's, get into this, get into that. You know, we had bigger cheese takeoff for quite a while there uh, and lots of other ones. And more recently, the last 12 months, 18 months, is a little bit, bit more like um, Afterpay. That took off like a rocket. And obviously people are now talking about Zip and, and obviously others in that sort of space. But so... I really don't get on these themes and I really aren't one of those people that love to get on themes. I'm ten, I tend to be a lot more of a contrarian. If everybody's, if everybody or like the whole saying was, you know, if the taxi driver's recommending something, then you probably shouldn't be investing in it. So when everybody's talking about an area, it's generally too late for my book. I, I'd rather get into things a lot earlier than that. And that's really what professionals do. They tend to run at the buying near the bottom of the runs and get out when everybody's talking about it. But going on for your questions, so uh, to answer the rest of your question, the rest of your questions uh, states such as Z1P, per, yeah, and you've said you purchased them at $3.65 and have researched the company well uh, with the announcements they have made regarding expansion into small business uh, loan type services, as well as international expansion. I really don't take a lot of notice on that because there's a lot more competition coming into the market now with all these sorts of things. And a lot of things, uh, when they're doing expansion, they're spending a lot of money into the expansion to, to really fund it properly. So they'll be raising capital, they'll be doing a lot of these things to do to really get that expansion happening, especially international. So uh, he also says, um, also possible comparing it to something like split IT, uh, or split it, sorry. Um, what should we look for in these types of stocks, whether it be trends and announcements? Forget about announcements. I These announcements to me are uh, what... Uh, if you're watching announcements, then you're going to be reactive to a market. And uh, the best way to trade and invest is to be proactive, not reactive. Um, so I don't look at announcements. I don't make decisions based on announcements. Unless it's a takeover bid, then I start to look at what the takeover bid is. But as far as announcements are concerned, that's not something I really get into. Now, comparing companies in the same sector, that's fine. You can look at their fundamentals in terms of their, you know, the EPS, their dividend yields, their um, PE ratios, those sorts of things. You can look really into those things if you like and getting into their fundamentals. You can look at the markets they're doing, uh, look at their annual reports and their, their half yearly reports on whether they're making money etc and look at profitability that's the number one thing I need to look at is making sure they're profitable and that their earnings are going to grow over the coming one to two years don't just necessarily go for something because it's small um, but let's go and have a look at uh, Z1P at the moment let me put my glasses on again um, so here's zip uh, that you're looking at on the screen on the left we're looking at a monthly chart on the right we're looking at a weekly chart now, a lot of people want to jump in on these because of what happened in the last 12 months. And it's really, really common that investors look at what the last 12 months were on something and then jump into it because they think it's going to do
do that again. Now, here's this bar here that started in January 2019. It had a high right up here in October at 586. Now, you said you bought it at, I think you said 380. So you've done really, really well, but you're buying in right around here, around 389, which is you've done exactly what I've said people generally tend to do. So here's, well, let me go to that. So you would have done thinking, wow, I'm doing really good. I'm up over 50% there. Now, if I turn my lock off, I'll whack that onto about 380. Where's 380? There's about 380 there. So at one point in time, you're up over 50%. But right now, if you're looking at it now, it's trading here at $4.08. So it's up 20 cents for you. Um, but after being in a loss, so if I go to here to here, you're now earning about a 7% or 8% profit on this stock after going watching it fall away and going down to this low here if i put it on the right thing it was one stage it was down 46 47 percent and and obviously now it's down 30 percent from that high so you've fallen into the same trap so z1p or zip would i get into it right now no i wouldn't uh, that's the pretty much the, the guts nuts of it all uh, is i wouldn't be getting into the stock here it's not going to do this big run like you saw last year it's not going to do that again it's gone vertical it's slowing down now we might be seeing a bit of a reaction here and people getting into it you might have got into it last week at 380 and if you did that's still high risk to me because if you bought in at 380 back here uh, you got a bit of the run but again you're buying at the top right now you don't know this is going up and i don't know it's going up right now if it go it might go for a couple of weeks and then turn and start to fall away over the next month or two months it may go right down to this sort of areas around a two to three dollars um, from there but uh, at this point in time it hasn't proven it stopped falling um, and as I said but don't expect it's going to do 400% when you're looking at things like um, the other one I think is that the other one there split uh, split it looking at this completely different stock not as much history on here and people think oh you know Z1P went flying last year so I'll get in on this one because this is about to do that and right now this is not giving me any indication that this is going to do duplicate what uh, Z1P did and if we look at from when it opened back in January 2019 it said 550 something percent pretty much what Z1P did back into there. Its high was in March though, and it's been bearish ever since. So right now, I don't like this stock at all. I wouldn't have my money anywhere near it. But you're getting caught in that emotions of that market. There are much better stocks to buy. If these stocks, either of these stocks prove that they were gonna be bullish, um, and prove to me they'd stop falling, then I'd be much more excited about it and getting into them. But uh, thanks for bringing up your question. The next one we got is from Avant, uh, who says, Hi, Dale, this is my first question on your show. Thanks already, matey, and uh, welcome to our channel. Uh, he said, I've recently subscribed to your channel, and to be very honest, I'm very impressed. So um, I'm impressed you put your question in. Thanks, matey. So really uh, glad to have you on the channel, and uh, really uh, glad to have you uh, trust me enough to answer all your, your questions. He said, I've learned a lot of things which a lot of people overlook while investing. So yes, that's correct. My channel here, what I try to do is I don't tell people what to buy and sell. I'm trying to inform you so you understand more about what you need to do to make more money, to protect your capital uh, and to take a lot of that mystique around the marketplace. All too often you see in the media, everything's negative about the market. There's always something negative about the stock market, about why you should stay away from it. But uh, to me, it's one of the most best investment vehicles you can ever get into, and it's not really that scary. 
Um, he goes on to say, my question is regarding Credit Corp. He says, I've picked up a small position around $29. I'd appreciate your thoughts on it. Thanks. So let's have a look at Credit Corp. So I'll bring that up now once I stick my glasses on so I can see what I'm doing here. Um, he picked it up around $29. So we're talking about where my pointer is. Uh, again, probably your inexperience. This is a really, really good stock and it's bullish right now. But picking up around here, I'd say it's probably a little bit ambitious for you. Um, it's quite possible, seeing how vertical it's gone over the last 12 months, we're seeing here, so that's January last year, it's gone up you know, 80, 90%. So I think that's what's looking, um, or what's been in your mind as a more beginner investor. It's now overheated. If I go and use my uh, trendline tool, um, you'll see here that it generally runs roughly along that angle. So you can see it moves up and down around that angle, but it's really what they call a blow off. It's really gone vertical through here. So I would suggest it's starting to slow down and the weekly chart's telling me that it's probably starting to um, slow down. If we uh, start getting red bars over the next few weeks, then you'd need to be looking at whether you're gonna hang on to this year or you're exiting. But the biggest thing that I would suggest you do is you haven't bought my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, get your hands on a copy and have a good read of it. Learn how to set your stop losses protect your capital. They're the three things that I would suggest you do. Buy my book, learn how to set stop losses, then protect your capital should it fall away. If it keeps rising, stay with it until it tells you it starts to fall away. But thanks for giving me your question. The next question we got is from Patriot1. He says, Dear Dale and Janine, enjoy the show. Thanks, matey. Uh, enjoy the show immensely as always. I'd like to hear your views on Collins Food or CKF. Uh, bought some in October at $10.37 per share to see the price declining steadily to a current level of $9. So you're down around 10-ish percent. Uh, best regards, Frank. So let's go and have a look at Collins Food. So hopefully you've got a stop loss on this. And again, let's have a look at it. It's again, gone quite vertical. And if I do exactly what I did on the last stock, and I just put roughly its angle you can see it's gone on a blow-off pattern and it's done very very well over the last sort of 12 months if i go back roughly around to where i was before it rose up 76.81 percent now it's down about 15 50 percent in 12 months because this low here was as you can see that was january so you're talking about doing exactly the same thing as we looked at on credit corp is you're possibly bought in i don't know where you bought in but you bought in at 10 was it ten dollars 37 somewhere right on the high basically you're buying right up here on that high and uh, hoping to get that same sort of run again it's not going to do it this is not looking very nice for me it's it's currently down if i put my little tool on it from roughly from that high, it's currently down 15%. It was down nearly 20%. It's not showing me signs that it's going to be uh, move up from here. But again, all you need to do is protect your downside risk. You've lost a roughly about 10%, a bit more than 10%. If it breaks above this high, then stay with it. If it breaks below that low, I wouldn't hold it. Um, but set your stop loss on it. If you haven't read my book, I, that's again, I suggest you buy my book because you'll learn how to protect the downside risk and you'll learn how to pick better buyers. You won't be buying stocks that are nearing the end. You'll be buying them more down below or lower when they're moving up quite nicely and you'll be able to pick better trades. You'll make far more money and for a $30 book, that's a no-brainer in my book, you'll make a lot more money, have less stress and uh, you'll do really, really well in your return. So, But thank you for giving me that question today. It's really, really nice of you to do so. Next question we got from Bibek um, who says, can group uh, seems to go up crazily 
Um, I also invested about 8,000 this week at $1.62. So he bought 8,000 shares, I believe, at $1.62. So he says, will this stock, uh, or with this stock, will this stock go up, or is this the wrong time to invest? I love you guys, and started investing in the ASX watching your videos. So let's go and have a bit of a look at, see what he's uh, looking at here. So as I said, he bought 8,000 shares at $1.62. So let's bring up um, Can Group, and look at that. And and uh, I'm not sure why you say, say it keeps going up because this looks like a, a, it has been the last few weeks, obviously since the end of December, but that's not a trend in my book. You're looking at the whole history of this stock. If we go to this monthly chart and just spread it out here or spread it out. So we look at this. So we've had this massive dip in this stock that it fell out of bed, fell out nearly 90%. So it's quite a volatile share. If we're looking at some of the volume on here, we're looking at that's 42 million shares that week. Uh, that's 5 million shares. But interestingly, it hasn't really confirmed that low there. That's not an exciting bar that week from last week, but I would expect this thing to start falling away. Probably like I was talking about with the market report here, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six weeks up. Have a look here and we'll bring up that weekly chart. How many times do you, can you see six weeks up? We've got one, two, three, four, five up, and then it started to tip over. There's no six weeks up through here. Here's one here, one, two, three, four, five weeks up and then it tipped over. One, two, three, four weeks up and then it went sideways. So um, I'm not excited about this stock, guys. I really am not excited about this stock. I'm not sure why you bought it because you don't actually say, but buying at $1.62, if you bought that recently, you've bought it last week at $1.62. That's what you've done. Um, or you've bought it over here at $1.62, somewhere in there, because you don't actually say that where you've bought it, and you've had this big drop, and now you're coming back here to where you've got it. But again, it's just like the last two questions is, have an exit strategy because if you don't have an exit strategy what's going to happen is you're going to lose money most often um, and you're not going to get the returns that you need so as i said buy my book accelerate your wealth make sure you understand how to set stop losses buy better shares um, in a better position um, and then make sure you set your stop losses and exit should they fall away but right now i'd say this thing's going to drop away for a couple of weeks and that will tell me whether this is more bullish over the medium to longer term or whether it's going to keep falling down i would suggest what might happen um, given this stock you might see if i use my trend arrow tool where is my trend arrow tool you might see something like this it might do that might do this and then it might bounce around a little bit for a while like that and then finally take off so you could be in a stock moving nowhere for quite a period of time below your buy price because um, it's been known to do that sort of stuff here right through here a um, little bit through here but it could be just consolidating along the bottom i don't think it's going to fall below that low there of 37 cents uh, but if it got back down to that i definitely wouldn't be buying it because it hit that so don't buy more um, just protect your position so but good question again but let's look at the next one here um we've got to, i'll just find where my next question is it's from uh, red crystal 69 who says hi dale and janine only recently entered the stock market in november 2019 fantastic hopefully i've given you a little bit of confidence to be able to do that and um i said i've started watching your video shortly after i've just gotten your book fantastic well done so looking forward to investing my time in that I have a few shares doing well and others not so well. I'd like to know your opinion of MVP. Um, I bought in uh, on the 22nd of November. So thanks for telling me the date um, uh, for $6.74. Uh, so $6.74, if by chance someone else has requested that share, I'd like your opinion on it. So 
Um, but let's go and have a look at that. Uh, and the lady's name is Liz. So let's look at MVP for our last question for the day. And you bought it at $6, was it $6.74? I think you said in November. So somewhere in around about there. So you would have bought it on that bar and you've watched it go up like a rocket. Again, it's really taken off like a, a rocket. Right now, it's still looking strong. Have a look at this. How many bars can you see just rising without a fall? Um, it's looking great. I think you've done very, very well in this buy. Um, but it will slow down. Like all stocks do, they, they might go up for two months, three months, um, and then they'll retrace and to find their natural rhythm again. So don't be surprised to see that if thing in the next week or two starts to fall away. Now, the, the move down may not be big, uh, but stay with it. That's where in my book, start reading my book and looking at the stop losses and how to protect yourself. I'll show you a bit about trend lines in the book, but draw one of those on it. Um, but right now it does look really, really nice. So you've done really, really well, Liz, uh, and uh, congratulations on it. I hope you enjoy my book. Uh, thanks for sending your questions in. I really enjoyed answering them today. And uh, thanks for watching till the end of the video. But uh, if you're like those other people and you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below. That's I'm really, really happy. I really appreciate you sending, taking the time to send them in. And some new people had sent questions in today. So even if you're a newbie, please send your questions in. There are no dumb questions. Get your fingers on the keyboard, start typing, and I'll do my best to answer them for you now. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every single week. We also do a live stream, the Australian Stock Market Show live every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian um, Eastern Time. And uh, you're that way you'll get to see Janine and myself live. We'll be answering your questions live and helping you out and help you understand the market so you're a hell of a lot more comfortable with getting into it because the stock market in Australia is quite exciting right now and I do think we're gonna have a great year. But uh, also remember, hit the subscribe button. That's the big button that says subscribe on it. Please do that. If you like these videos, then do, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button. It really does help us. Um, it tells YouTube that this is good quality content that you like um, and that helps other people as well. It's, uh, so it's great and we'd love to see the channel grow because the more people we can help with the market, the better it is and uh, the more pe money people will make and a lot less stress a lot of people will have. So, But remember to also click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date because uh, YouTube will tell you when there's a new video there. But for now, um, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. So goodbye. Good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.